everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast about long hallways, threats of violence, and budgeting our special effects on a weird river ghost that's also super petty. <laughs> I'm Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. As I told you before we started recording, the sun is out in Ohio and I feel like I am on drugs. So this will be a very high energy episode for a very strange uh, show we just watched. Uh, I have a lot of opinions about camera angles. Uh, yes, about the CGI and um, the lack of beards uh, in Olympia. So, oh, I hadn't even thought about the beards. So that's a nice little I, note for us to add into that conversation. I just I, and that's like the first note of a thousand. <laughs> like, well, everybody, we are talking about season five, episode 21, Last Rites. This is the penultimate episode of season five, yes. six, five. five. Yes, five, five. five. And... I literally said season five, episode 21. So that's where my brain is at. Uh, This was directed by Craig Powell and written by Jerome Schwartz. Uh, And that's how I think you can kind of tell that even though this is a kind of season finale, it's a story finale. I feel like at this point, no one liked the story that they had created. And the the showrunners, the creators had just been like, nah, we're not bothering to get involved in this. That said, they don't get involved in next week's either. They're they're not involved in uh, our teaser for season six, so maybe they're just like peace out. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see you later. We're not going to write see, any more of these. See, you know what? Once upon a time, did it before Game of Thrones, creating your own mess and then wiping your hands of it. <laughs> no, I don't want to deal yeah. with it anymore. Oh no, the mess I've created, I will simply not do it. It's. <sighs> I'm 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 not going to treat this as a season finale because that is that is going to be next week and season the the season openers and season closers of Once Upon a Time are very good at setting things up. But they're very bad at closing things out and that is exactly what we get in this episode. I thought we'd hit the bottom with the dark ones in Storybrooke. I didn't realize that we could get lower. And the lower is Hades and Storybrooke talking about the same thing and doing absolutely nothing. I just, I, I don't know if the writers are aware that when they talk about Storybrooke and people ruling Storybrooke, I have lived in a town that is about the size of Storybrooke, ruling it and taking it over, not a huge deal. <laughs> like... You don't need to be a megalomaniac to to deal with the... Uh, they call it a town. I'm going to guess, based on its population and its size, it would be a village. It wouldn't even be a mm. town. It would be like... I don't even know if there's something smaller. Like, there's, there's, there's village, and I think there's... I don't know if there's something smaller than village. I think you're just unincorporated. <laughs> but, like, I... I, I I don't understand. We're like, yes, this is our haven. This is where we should live. I'm like, guys, there's not even a target here. Let's yeah. chill out. We don't Calm even down. have an Applebee's. We just have grannies and she doesn't even have poke bowls yet. I know. Like, how are you deciding to take over when she hasn't even reached her absolute, her paramount 
of 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 menu in which Gordon Ramsay would come in and be like, why is all of this stuff on your menu? And then like make her cry. And then Ruby would hit her with a shoe. Like it'd be a whole thing. Or hit him with a shoe rather. It'd be a very good episode. Oh my God. Better than this, that's for sure. Oh my God. I When you say the low, I think the moment I realized it was over was the moment King Arthur hit the ground. It was a, oh, we're washing our hands of any semblance of storytelling at this point it's just done yeah and that is with you know the one exception the longest death scene in the history of death scenes that's all we get in terms of Hades master plan so before we get into that we we're going to start by talking about King Arthur's journey into the the world the the, the land beyond the broken kingdom beyond so we open this episode, uh, Hades and Zelina are in Storybrooke, and we're going to say this a million times, but I'm going to say it at the top just to set the tone. This is the worst Zelina has ever been, and I'm wondering if it's the worst, she, I'm hoping it's the worst she ever will be. I could not stand her in this entire episode. She destroyed my spirit. I honestly, I was being contented with the weird soft boy Hades thing that he was doing paired with the whispering, which I will get into. But like, honestly, the face acting that happens in the final scene between Hades and Zelina, it, no one will ever hold a candle to the sheer amount of and number of faces that were made in that small interaction. It was just, I don't know if they thought it was going to be a lot of tight shots or long. I can't tell what they thought was happening, but what got put out was not what anyone thought was happening. I think for the whole episode, honestly. And you're right. Zelina is. Zelina's whole characterization was, I came in a cyclone. I, ca- I came in a cyclone. That's the whole way she talked. Whole time whole time but it's even worse because i came in on a cyclone is delightful naivete that fits her character at the time at the time this is her saying verbatim over and over i fixed you with my love you love me now you're fixed i fixed you you could tell this episode was written by a man because he didn't know i mean i'm sure jerome is fine no 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 shade to him, but this is this is bad writing of a, a female character. This is bad writing of some you know. If she is she supposed to be delusional? Yes. Is she supposed to be in love? Yes. Is she supposed to be hopeful for the first time in a long time? Yes. Does any of the writing or performance reflect any of that? Absolutely not. No, because the way Hades acts versus the way she acts. Again, this is these are two different dynamics that don't mesh together. Because mm-hmm. if she's going to be delusional, he wouldn't need to be putting on his soft boy routine. He wouldn't need to be doing that. She could still just he could still just be the domineering, confident, speaking in his regular tone of voice, not gaping his mouth open when he wanders around, and she would just be like, "No, he's different. You're just not hearing what he's saying." versus like she feels like even when he's being his his little soft boy thing she stills like 
holding on to it, like white knuckling it. And I don't know. She sounds like a teenager trying to defend a relationship to her parents the whole time. And a relationship that everybody around you knows is a bad thing. And deep down, you know it is too. Yeah. And you're just like, no, it's different. It's not. But it's he not loves it. me. He doesn't. No. But it's special what we have. It's no. not. Uh, I Again, it, none of this tracks with true love's kiss working at all. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 Rumple and Belle's kiss didn't work, which it shouldn't have, Hades and Zelina should not have worked either. But anyway, they are back in Storybrooke. They are on a bridge. Uh, Zelina has the baby. The baby's outfits are immaculate. And I'm just like, I don't know how you keep that baby so damn clean all the time. Props to you. It must be magic. And Zelina's like, oh, I thought Regina would be here right by now. This is this is weird. And 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 Hades starts his soft boy routine of like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm sure they're fine. It's all good. I'm going to whisper really, really close to the camera. Just talk Guys, about it. I had AirPods in. And if AirPod Pros, by the way, so that they're all the way in my head, like in my brain. And that whispering just I, guys, I I can't with the whispering. I've never been a big ASMR girly, but this was this was a special kind of rough. Yeah, a tough this episode. Was, this was anti ASMR. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you not want to fall asleep? Do you want to be awake? Uh, do you want to be awake <laughs> and and disturbed and feel very uncomfortable in your own skin and body? Listen to this. <laughs> and so Zelina wants to go into town to look for for everybody, and Hades is like, no, 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 babe. We can't yet because they don't trust me. I'm, I know I know I'm a good guy. You know I'm a good guy. You know I've changed. My love fixed you. It did. It really did. Totally seriously. Uh, but they're not going to believe that yet. So I can't go into town yet. So then Zelina goes, okay, take the baby to the mayor's office and I'll just, go find Zelina. It's in the town. It's in town. I, uh. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Hades holding a baby is it should be really disturbing but it's actually really funny it oh at a certain point it just tips over because everything that then happens is equally is just ridiculous because at a certain point like i mean we're we're dissecting this but i at a certain point just spiritually let go of this episode uh i believe the moment <laughs> arthur's body hit the hit the bridge i just went okay i'm just zen find my moment of zen and i'm just gonna let this episode wash over me because i know next week is going to be very delightful and lots of screaming and happiness so we will just we will let this happen <laughs> yeah because the moment zelena leaves uh arthur shows up because he had escaped uh the prison where merida and sleepy were keeping an eye on him so yeah we have a return of merida she's completely wasted and i honestly would have preferred for her to have gone back to dumbrock already and not been in this episode because it was a waste of our time and hers. And I was kind of, a, I was upset for her. She, she uh, also stands out like a sore thumb at the end of the episode because they can't give her a black dress for some reason. They give her like a little black cloak on top of her giant blue, bright blue dress. And I'm like, she doesn't have, you know, even in The Handmaid's Tale, when they have a funeral, they have, you know, black outfits, even though they have the signature red every other time. Give her a funeral garbs. Come on. Cover up that cerulean. I started feeling very uh, Miranda Priestly about it. Just be like, 
you probably think that wearing this <laughs> makes you different when in fact he was picked out yeah. who uh, uh what's her name who plays Zelina is in that scene it, <laughs> she's the one that holds up the two belts and she goes I have these two belts they're so different which is exactly what kicks off the whole thing so honestly full circle I love it also, I, I love that movie forever. And yes, those belts were different if you're yeah. looking seriously at a fashion spread. Uh, so I'm sorry, Anne Hathaway. Uh, your chuckle was... Uh, uh, you got what was coming to you. Guys, if that. you want to listen to me scream for a while, I'll, I'll talk to you about how almost everyone in that movie is the worst person imaginable, including oh, yeah. her and her boyfriend and her friends, who all suck. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge that her boyfriend and her friends are bad people. Okay. Like, you know who also sucks? That's common sucks? knowledge. You know who mm-hmm. also sucks? I watched The Princess Bride. I rewatched The Princess Bride. Her friend in The Princess Bride also sucks. <laughs> Why does Anne Hathaway not have any good friends? Find good friends, Anne Hathaway. Please. In The Princess Bride? In The Princess... Or, uh, not The Princess Bride. Uh, Princess Diaries. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Her friend's, her friend's jerk. Her friend's a jerk. And in the second one, I, I got I went down a tunnel. Uh, but it was I, I had the second one on, which is by the way, Chris Pines, like one of his earlier movies. Although he looks exactly like he does now, but younger, because he's got this the same like between haircuts cut going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But yeah, she sucks in that movie too. Ugh. I mean that whole movie sucks. That's a, that's another conversation to have also, another time. Also fair. <laughs> and happy anyway, movies and so why yeah, they so suck. Arthur Arthur has escaped and he just randomly shows up on the bridge and he's like, "Hey, you gotta help me. Uh, I'm tied up uh, with handcuffs and uh, I just escaped." And they Arthur and Hades have this really weird conversation where Arthur's like, "I was trying to fix my kingdom, a broken kingdom," and then these heroes got in the way, and then he goes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I totally feel you. It's like, and and I'm going to solve all your problems. And then murders him. Listen, this whole episode was Arthur talking to other people in ways that humans don't interact. Like, mm-hmm. all of his bro conversations are so strange. His conversation with Hook is weird. His conversations with with Hades are weird. I don't understand. It's just like, this is how a human person interacts with another human person. It's like, What's going on? And all the conversations about kingdoms in this episode is so weird. You know, Arthur brings back the whole broken kingdom thing, and then they tie it to the underworld. And then Hades is obsessed with turning Storybrooke into his kingdom. And then he's telling Zelina that he wants a kingdom. It's like, aren't you a god? Why do you care about turning it? town into a monarchy don't you have better things to do with your time i also just wish we would have seen power from him you know what i mean like we never get a display of it in which we should be worried because when he was in the underworld he had the river of souls and he kind of was everywhere but like he left and now he's just like a human dude kind of in in New England, like Rumple kind of gets to it where he's like, "You're in, you're in my house now. Like you don't have the upper hand here," which they never truly explore because that's it's mostly just a conversation for Rumple to have with himself later. But that's right. Like we don't get to see a display of power from Hades of being like him erecting some sort of giant throne for himself out of volcanic stuff from the crust of the earth. 
You know what I mean? Like, we never yeah. get to see him start doing damage and for Zelina to be like, this is fine. Like, we just see him wander around. He kills one person. That, oh, I'm sorry. He kills two people in this episode. But, like, Charming killed more people than that in episode one. Yeah, like, I would have loved to see, like, season, the latest season finale of Stranger Things. Just, like, the the the, the huge divots running through the town utter chaos in the streets with the 14 extras that we can hire and yeah but anyway so he <laughs> I'm sorry, is dead hold on, hold on, sorry no, no no the scene in aladdin where the genie's humongous and he's moving <laughs> the whole thing but it's just grannies that he's moving to the top of some hill with red going everywhere <laughs> oh that would be i mean grannies cannot catch a break no, the Granny's plumbing cannot. in that place is But so they pull that. Up. I would love for that to have happened, but then all the dwarves would be like, no, Granny's. Let's put the beer garden back. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, speaking of Granny's, Arthur shows up into the underworld version of Granny's. And he is extremely confused. And he's just like, what the hell is going on? He sits next to what I imagine was probably one of the most upsetting moments for you in the episode. Tiny child who stopped talking centuries ago, who is credited on the wiki as sad-eyed boy. What? Again. Okay. So first of all, this popped up organically in the last couple of days on the subreddit for Once Upon a Time of being like, why are there children in the underworld? And why are there animals in the underworld? And I was like, oh my God, is this a listener? I don't think it was. But (laughs) it was just a, it was one of those moments. Yes, I have so many questions about things in the underworld. And yes, a child who has been in the underworld, according to the blind witch, for centuries. Also, by the way, in front of the blind witch who eats children, question mark, who is now just like, he's sitting in front of her, just having some soup. Good for her, I guess. She's not eaten him in over a couple centuries, but I guess I wouldn't talk either if I was the only eating establishment now after Auntie Anne's Auntie M's uh, diner was shut down because she was turned into water. Oh God, this season, this freaking season! My goodness, I don't think I want to. I'm I'm afraid of our half season recap. Because it's like, what's our favorite things? Like, I, there's two. What's our least favorite things? Let me tell you. <laughs> Sit back. Pour yourself a drink. Yeah. But, Episode no, yeah, Arthur, one. <laughs> Arthur comes in and has his troubling conversation with, you know, the blind witch. And then he finds out that he's dead, dead. And Look he finds out from Hook. Who's, he is. And he's like, he's the cocky, like, he's the guy who comes in and is the the sage who's 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 who knows who knows the business. He's like, "Yep, you're dead. You're dead, dead. I'm dead. This child is dead. This child is dead. You're dead. That table over there has unfinished business. That window has unfinished business. You have unfinished." My favorite thing that Hook does is the like the very first thing. You know why you have unfinished business? Cuz you're the worst king who's ever been a king and you suck. And everyone thinks you suck, and we all talk about it all the time. Like, it was such a dunk on him. And, like, Arthur is finding out that he's dead in, in a diner while someone just goes, you suck, and everything you've ever done sucks. You suck. I mean, I really love this for Hook. Like, he's in DGAF mode. Like, oh, he's for sure. He's done everything he can for Emma. Emma's gone. He's stuck. So he's just like, F it. 
I can't really get drunk down here. I can't do nothing down here. Cruella's being such a meanie person. Uh, I'm just going to be snarky. Um, And there's like this moment where he's talking to the blind witch uh, about wanting to stop Hades and figure out his weakness. And the blind witch is saying, oh, there's, you know, he's very protective of his weaknesses. This whole time I was just watching Arthur because I don't know what direction they gave him, but he's just staring at his hand like, oh, my God, it's a dead hand. It was so funny. I highly recommend just going back to that scene, Abby, and just watching Arthur in that moment because it's so flippin' funny. Oh, no, I didn't look at it mostly because I was watching Hook have his slam dunk moment where he's like, yes, but he's not here to protect his shit anymore. <laughs> I got it out, figured out. Hey, Arthur, you want to go on a bro adventure? <laughs> Arthur, I guess these hands, they're dead too. Oh, like you're just up there, man, on a bridge, rotting, and no one cares because you sucked it as a king. I do mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Hook does have a thing where he kind of he taps into the good place a little bit where he's like, listen, you're in the medium place. OK. And if you don't do something good right now, again, he has no idea. He's like, if you don't do something good right now, you're either going to go up to the to the he doesn't say the good place. He says something to like a better place or something. Yeah. You're going to go down, down, down. <laughs> Are there? I, I think I like the. The first one sounds better. The good one. You didn't look. You didn't say the second one. You said it kind of menacing. I don't. I don't know what it is. But I don't want to go to the basement. It sounds bad. So I'll go with you. That's fine. We'll go. Yeah. So they go to Hades' uh, throne room. Uh, so they can search for clues. They want to find what they believe would be the weakness, which would be the pages of Hades' story. How they come to this conclusion. How Hook comes to this conclusion. Makes no sense at all, but we're gonna have to just accept it. it because none of if it we, makes sense. Yeah, no, but we I, we I, can't obsess because then we'd be here forever. I understand. I'm just gonna say right now, what he's doing doesn't make any sense. And then, like, because they're informing each other about something that they almost all know it already exists, and like that's Emma's whole arc is to just be like, "Hey, he has this thing." Like, there's nothing damning in the pages. No. At all. Like, it's a, hey, there's a thing. Yeah, we know. He just killed Robin with it. Like, we're we're all on the same page. So, like, this whole thing, and also the, the scavenger hunt for it is also really funny. Where would you put it? In the last place anyone would, would dare touch the throne. I feel like this is the first place I'd look. And I t- if I was trying to steal something from the king, I'd immediately go to the throne room. I'd be, go to the throne itself. The terrible it's also hiding place. really weird where it's like the, the 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 subtext of it is like I would put it where no one would look, where my butt goes. <laughs> no one would want it. They also be like, no one would dare touch it because my butt goes there. It's where <laughs> I do where, my royal farting. That's <laughs> where my booty sits. Can't we don't have toilets on my butt. I'm I'm from King Arthur times. We didn't have toilet paper. It's so gross on my throne. <laughs> So, yeah, so they find the pages and we don't actually see what's on the pages. We only see um, the the picture with uh, Zelina and uh, Hades. That said, uh, we do have on the wiki, thanks to our wonderful wiki folks, we do actually have um, information about what those 
uh, pages said. I'm not going to read all of them because one of them is about Hades meeting Zelina. Yeah. And throughout this whole thing, she's called the leader. And which was very weird to me. And it, it talks about how she's really mad that the blue villagers were hiding the farm girl. But instead of murdering them, she's turning them into monkeys and and he's like, no, you should start murdering them again because I need you to add more souls to my river. So go back to snapping their necks. Literally, it says snapping the necks. It's very weird. Well, so there is a second picture, though. There is a picture of the bolt. Yes. And that's the one I wanted to talk about wolf. in little more detail. Okay. Because this is a page about Hades and it's his backstory. And it's a backstory we don't really get. We only get allusions to in the episode. In the whole season, rather. And it's basically... um, Kronos, their father, is dead. And Hades is over the body of his father. Being like, you're wrong about me. I'll make a great king. You never loved me. You always loved Zeus better. And then Zeus comes in and is being all nice about it. And basically... It is a retelling of the Zelina Regina storyline and relationship, just with Hades and Zeus instead. It's so lazy, it's mind boggling to me, especially when you consider the fact that one, there's not just two brothers, there's also Poseidon and all the other gods, but also you can revision the whole Greek mythology thing to kingdom come. One thing I don't think you can do is turn Kronos into a good person. (laughs) Because the whole point of Kronos was he was a monster and Zeus killed him. And then along came Zeus. Sorry, it's been in my head the entire time. Um, Yeah, no, you're right. You can't retcon Kronos into be the dying father. I'm dying. He's like, no, good. I mean... I guess, sure. Uh, but yeah, they and they do they do all of the stuff so dirty. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they didn't really touch on it like verbally in the show or that we had to talk about it like way longer. But there there's so much I don't know, there was just so much they could have used in Greek mythology to or make just, such a fun story. Or just in their the Disney Hercules story. Like I you know, I prefer the original Greek mythology better, but I also definitely prefer the Disney Hercules relationship between the brothers over this. That said, there is one sentence I want to read you just because it's very funny. I'm all ears. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Zeus stepped forward to his brother in all his chiseled might and every inch of his muscle nauseated Hades. Who wrote this? Zeus. Zeus Zeus wrote this. I stood over my dying father's body. And then I and I and I I killed and jacked. Never never looking so naturally fit. Every woman was like, Man, you're so fit. Please, let's do it. And I turned to Hades and I saw the disgust on his face, probably because of how swole and cool my calves looked. What kind of what kind of weird bromance you doing between two brothers? It's just like I'm so jacked. It makes my it makes my brother 
physically uncomfortable. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Ew. Well, anyway, they find the pages and then they realize they need to put the, add them to the book because apparently adding them to the book in the underworld is going to magically add them to the book in the regular world. We're just going to accept it, Abby. If we say it out loud, it becomes true. And to Hook's credit, he says all of it out loud. True. It, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if that's magical thinking. But let's say that that's what it is. If you believe and manifest hard enough, you too can put books in page in pages in a book, and it can have finished business and go up and, and go and then have a wind blown reveal <laughs> later that Emma doesn't turn around for for too long. She just sits there. Anyway. Oh my God. You too, if you believe. That's actually all the book The Secret's about. It's just about putting pages in a book in the underworld. Um, I imagine the underworld library is just a bunch of copies of The Secret and maybe like one or two John Grisham novels. Oh, and the the um, the Stephen Hawking book, um, the, the Theory of Everything, uh, notoriously the most unfinished book. Because people are like, I'm going to read this and be smart like Stephen Hawking. And then you get a page into it and go, my brain hurt. And you put it down. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. It's just full of the secret and Patterson novels. A lot of Patterson oh, novels. Oh, yeah. James Patterson. 100%. And maybe the, the Left Behind book series. But only like every other books you can't actually follow along anyway. So you just get very confused. Or anyway, oh my god, we're just we're 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 running off the rails, but it's because this episode does. So we're we're following a pattern, we're following a theme. And they realize they need to get the book, but Cruella, uh-oh, she threw it in the River of Lost Souls. Now you'd assume by throwing the book in the River of Lost Souls, that would mean it's sunk to the bottom, the pages are all wet, ghosts are are, are surrounding it in their ghostly presence, and that's the end of the story. But no. By by Meaning that she threw in the river lost souls. It means um, a gargoyle angel has plucked it out of the water and is now holding it tenderly in its grasp. Is is one of the it's one of the uh, one of the gargoyles from uh, from the Hunchback of Notre Dame that fell uh, during the thing. So the, it, it's down there with unfinished business because it didn't get to help Quasimodo um, meet the girl. Um. <gasps> oh my god! And we're getting the we're getting the teaser. For the land of untold stories, but we don't actually get quasi, we don't actually get hunchback in it. So I, I'm so disappointed. Um, yeah. but yeah, I also was just like, what are they gonna do? Go magnet fishing for it? Like I don't understand. <laughs> also, doesn't, doesn't, sorry, doesn't the, doesn't the book have its own soul? So wouldn't throwing it into the river of souls kill? This kills the book. Um, I don't know. I don't understand. But we got in a really nice canoe to get there mm-hmm. um like a like a ron swanson crafted canoe looks like it was brand new never seen the sea is at one point completely upside down for some reason i don't <laughs> understand what we're doing here uh but we go get the book from the gargoyle yes and i honestly thought arthur was gonna try and push hook into the water at some point he does not he's he's on the up and up he's on the straight and narrow they arrive it's the Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Location that we've used before because we got, you know, we already have the set. Damn it, we're going to reuse it. Gargoyle's up. It's just holding the book 
And then we get the funniest scene. The Ghostbusters scene. This is this scene was so funny to me. I'm just going to just describe the events because the events parody themselves. I'm so excited. Let's go. So Hook asks Arthur to stay back and keep an eye on their upside down boat. And he starts to head up the stairs. The book is just sitting there. Okay, it's not going anywhere, presumably. It's not like the gargoyle starting to come to life and getting ready to flap its wings and fly away. It's just chilling there. So meanwhile, as Hook is starting to go up the stairs, a blue evil spirit skeleton thing comes out of the water and grabs Arthur and starts to pull him in. And the explanation we get later is no one knows why this is happening. It didn't happen before. It's just happening because everything's thrown out of balance. Sure. Okay. Alas. Hook has spoken. It is true. It is true that the, he, he has read the secret. We have to trust his manifestation powers. He's been very bored since Emma left. He's been reading the secret over and over. <laughs> over and over. Oh, God. Um, and so Arthur's getting pulled into the water, toward the water, and Hook is just paused there. And Arthur is saying, no, go for the book. Go for the book. And and Hook just stands there for a ridiculously long amount of time before ultimately deciding to save Arthur. When what he should have done is just immediately ran to Arthur because there's no stakes about the book. I like that he stood there long enough for me to even just go, is he thinking about Emma being like, oh, remember the time I was on fire and Emma <laughs> saved me, but not her thing? Am I in love with Arthur? No, that's insane. <laughs> But but am I? Oh, is there am a ship? I, you know name? what? If I am in love with him, I should probably go save him. It'd okay, be really Abby, weird if I didn't. Can you please look up if there's an Arthur Hook ship name while I finish this up, please? One hundred percent. I will keep looking so. while you do the rest of the choreography. Thank you. Yes, because then uh, Hook saves Arthur. Bros for life. They're good. And Hook heads back upstairs to get the book. But oh no, <laughs> this skeleton ghost is a petty little bitch. And it's like, if I can't have you, I'll have this book. And apparently the ghost just goes to get the book. It's the, it's the funniest thing. I'm, it's the, I'm losing my mind. I don't know why it's so funny. The ghost goes to her. If I can't you, I'll take the book. It's like a librarian from hell. It's just like ah, this book must be. It must be part of this. Um, and just to just to help you out here, the Hook Arthur ship is called Hooking. <laughs> That's good. Once upon a timing, it's perfect. Well, our next our spinoff show will just be called Hooking. Our audience is strange and uh, <laughs> collective because they think it's something else, but they stay because no, we're so funny. Abby, if we if we name it hooking, all we can do are watch the episodes with Hook and Arthur together, and there's not many, and they're mostly bad. Listen, I I honest to God, I don't know if these are real ship names. It's from a Tumblr page called Once Upon a Time Ship Names. There's not a whole lot of like notes on it. It is from seven years ago. I'm gonna read you the ships that is listed in this one post. Elsa Hook and August. Shiver me timbers. Yes. <laughs> Arthur and Hook, hooking. Hook and Robin, Captain Hood. Hook and Archie, Captain Hopper. Hook and August, Captain's Log. Hook and Ariel, Fish Hook. Captain, Captain, Captain's Log! 
Ready? You ready? No, I'm not ready. Hook and Granny. <laughs> Captain Cook. <laughs> I, I'm going to die. <laughs> See, this is what I needed this episode because this episode sucked so bad. This is what I needed, Abby. Thank you. Never mind. No, we got to get off this. I'm going to do this for 20 minutes. We got to get back on track. We're over 30 minutes in and we haven't even gotten to to Hades and his crystal. Or Rumpel threatening to beat up an old man. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Breathing. Anyway, so he gets the book. He just stuffs the pages in and is like, my job's done. Well, first he has to I get close to go it to his hand on it like he's true. doing a little prayer. True, and true. And he's just like, is, uh, mm, I did it. Yes, I have accomplished my task. Here comes the bright light. I get to go to heaven now. Arthur, you want to come to heaven too? Nah, I'm good. Do you want to come to heaven with me? Which, how pissed would have Arthur been? He was like, no, it is my destiny to stay here and rule this kingdom. If he just would have gone, he'd have been alive again. <gasps> Dude! <laughs> no, I think or, he would have been like. I think he would have showed up, and Zeus would have been like, um, no, "No, Edmonds have won." Uh, no, Hook would have given. Party. Hook would have given some sort of like heartfelt speech about like redemption, and be like, "No, like I can trust him." And, and Zeus would say something like super corny, and been like, "Well, based on what you've done, you've shown all the re- correct judgment. I trust you. Let's go." Uh Oh. Yeah, but he decides to stay, so now he's in charge of the underworld. Yeah, apparently he's going to take over for, he's going to take the crown from Cruella, and he says this was his destiny all along. The Broken Kingdom is the underworld. And I, you know what? I don't hate that. I just, I hate everything that led up to it. I wish someone else would have put that together for him. Yeah. Why does just, he have to talk about it? I again, this this is my my my, my season long gripe of the fact that people are putting together their own finished business. Therapist would not exist if we all were this insightful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can solve other people's problems. Like Hook would have just—he's like, no, I was supposed to rule a kingdom, and Hook been like, you should stay here, rule this kingdom. They never said which kingdom. Prophecies are weird. Stay here. It's way better than Camelot. There's indoor plumbing here. <laughs> Hooray! Your crown will not smell like butts. And yeah. And we'll, we're going to put a little pin in the whole Arthur Underworld thing because we have the bonus episode that we're working on uh, that's going to look into all the bonus features. Uh, one of which, uh, I believe the last one they actually did, was the Cruella Underworld bar scene, which apparently takes place 50 years after the events of this episode. Wild wild right i i would like to point out that i do like that hook makes some comment like he's like in tears at some point before like the light happens where he's like listen the woman i love has gone 
above world. And she said that when she dies, I was supposed to move on and I have to move on. Like that's his whole goal. His whole goal is he needs to move on because Emma told him to. I am obsessed with that's how like Amelia Bedelia he was about the whole thing. (laughs) Emma left crying going, you need to move on before I get here. And he's so worried that she'll die at any minute. He has to move on as soon as possible because if he's down there, she's going to hit him with a shoe. (laughs) Why are you still here? (laughs) Well, Hook steps into the light. We're going to... We're going to hold on that until the end of the episode. It will probably take another 30 30 minutes for us to talk about. Let's go ahead and hey, let's talk about Gold and Rumple and Belle's dad for two seconds and then talk about all the other stuff. Okay. (laughs) Real quick. Very quick. Rumple goes and finds Belle's dad, who is a man of flowers. He makes bouquets, I guess. I forget. Yeah, he owns a flower shop and it's a... Like, the establishing shot is the exact same one from, like, season yeah. two. It's pretty funny. The whole scene is basically Rumble goes there and then, like, a disgruntled father-in-law just being like, ah, oh, she finally leave you, dumbass. And he's like, no, but I need you to come because she put herself in a sleepy curse and you need to come kiss her. And he's like, what? She's like, he's like, yeah. Wait, why can't you kiss her? Well, because she said it has to be you. Haha, because you don't really love her. And, like, it's just this, like, weird dude banter thing that's happening. And then Rumple decides to do a show of strength by like hitting his cane really hard on the table and be like, I will, uh, I will beat the absolute snot out of you until you kiss her again. Now, I don't know if canonically, if Rumple would beat the absolute stuffing out of this old man and make him kiss his daughter to wake her up from the sleeping curse that she has willfully put herself under. What a sentence. But I don't think being forced to kiss somebody under violent duress counts you can't use it as a weapon i mean rumple used it as a weapon i but that's what i'm saying like i i just wish he wouldn't been able to yield it that or wield it that way because that takes away from it being a very like pure and ancient magic yeah because like that the big deal about emma being the product of true love which by the way apparently fuck every other kid like <laughs> product of true love we're all bastards we were all accidents I, I okay um and does all that stuff but then like emma shows up and she's like hey can you beat the absolute snot out of him later um because i um am grieving in a way that i don't know how to deal with i'm obsessed with emma's ep- episode arc of learning how to grieve um because i genuinely cried when charming told her how real people grieve and i was like oh that's an oddly poignant thing uh but she's just like nope you have to help me and he's like no i don't i don't want to but then he does i guess i i had a hard time tracking what happened here all i know is that he didn't beat the absolute stuffing out of bell's dad yet he he didn't and the whole this whole scene the only thing that i could not get out of my mind is uh rumple's an old man and uh, the only reason he was able to beat the shit out of uh, Bell's dad last time uh, is because he had two giant goons with him who, like, held him down while he beat him up. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I-, I get that Rumpel has magic now, so maybe he can magic up some goons or something. But he's also just a guy with a cane who just, like, wraps it on the table and be like, ha ha! 
Are you intimidated now? Also, we haven't seen Bill's dad in a while. You think... I feel like the natural answer to, hey, I, I got I got beat up, would be to start taking some self-defense classes. Yeah. Start working out. So, like, I'm going to guess Bell's dad can now, like, bench, like, 350. <laughs> and is just, like, uncanny. So ripped, it would make Hades uncomfortable. <laughs> he's, like, he's gone full PETA. Like, he works in the flower shop, like, the bakery. And he's, like, he can lift. He can lift all the dirt over his head, like, no problem. He's, like, I'm secretly jacked. Yeah. I'm gonna win. The I'm, I'm like games. Zeus. I'm the Zeus of Storybrooke. I'm gonna win the Hunger Games because I'm the strongest boy here. <laughs> <laughs> I love right. Peta, but what the hell? <laughs> so yeah, so we have kind of like a couple stories happening simultaneously. We have Zelina and Hades talking over and over about the crystal because Hades spends most of his time being like, "Hey, there's this crystal thing that can." Uh, well, I'll only use in self-defense. I soups promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and Zelina's like, okay, I trust you. I, I, then... At some point, I'm I'm sorry, but at some point, like, for like 10 minutes of this episode, it's just Hades standing over it doing blue magic. Like, yeah. if it takes this much to power this thing or to put it back together, wouldn't you be like... What are we charging? What kind of weapon of mass destruction are you building here? No, 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 no. I just... I feel safer when I have it on um, just because if, if there's another, if there's a bad guy with a lightning bolt, I want to be a good guy with a lightning bolt. So like want to make sure it's fine. <sighs> Selena's so stupid in this episode. She's so like, it's so great. I so, I'm so excited that you love me. Uh, like she was in an actual loving relationship with Robin, whether he like pretending to be somebody else, but like she knows what a healthy relationship is like. I, I don't know why this is happening. I I don't either. It's 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 because bad writing and they're trying to give they're trying to give Zelina a you know a, a reason for existence that goes beyond being Zelina the wicked witch and they're just fumbling it so bad. And yeah, so then the other things we have are, and they happen simultaneously. We have Emma and her her process of grieving and her family working her through it, which uh, I would love to hear more from you about. And then we also have uh, Robin Hood trying to get his daughter back and walking down a very, very long hallway and talking about love and future and destiny. It's fine. It's fine. Who could have seen That's this fine. coming? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um... Yeah, on the Emma note, I did like this because they were trying to keep her from being involved because that they knew. Because when you lose somebody, like, they, I don't think anyone gave her enough space after Neil passed. I think they just, like, got thrown into chaos so much quicker. So, like, mm-hmm. she's never had any time to grieve anything. Like, a lot's happened to them in the last three weeks of existence um, or however long it's been. And there, this was the first time I've seen several characters kind of go, hey, maybe, maybe let's take a step back. And, and we'll get to it later. But I also like Mary Margaret's line at the end, um, next, next to, like when, when Emma's standing there in the rain. Um, I, I, I just like how they kind of approach her just like with some empathy and being like, you're allowed to be like a lunatic right now. You're allowed to be upset throw some stuff, go to a rage room, like cry, do something. You do not need to be involved in plan making because you do not have a level head right now. 
because you're not supposed to have a level head ever and she fights it which is <laughs> which is something that i identify with very strongly i am not grieving tears are actively coming out of your face no they're not <laughs> you're wrong i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine yeah, this was a rare display of good parenting from the Charmings yes. that we don't see very often. Uh, empathetic parenting. Yeah. And yeah, that scene with Snow yeah. and Emma in the rain. She 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 was a mom. She was she Emma's was mom. mom. Like I, I when I was watching that scene, I was like, this is how it would be with my mom. Like I felt it. Yeah. And, and and Charming does have his dad moment, too, because mm-hmm. he says that line that I mentioned before that I really like, where he's like, you need to deal with this, like, real people deal with death. And Emma, obviously absolutely clouded in her grief, just was like, okay, well, how do real people deal with it? Like, is it not to go kill the god of the underworld? <laughs> what do they do? Which, to be fair, um, if someone I love that close to me died, I, too, would want to fight the god of the underworld <laughs> personally yeah. with my fists. And he's like you you breathe like you just you exist like it's just it's a it's a it's you just have to live in it because it's never gonna go away you just have to learn to grapple with it and she kind of does so she goes back to like they they get the books out they have all the books i love this episode um the major storyline of this episode is books solve everything which Mm -hmm. is a 10 out of 10 lesson we should all be learning um and they're all reading. So Emma decides she's going to go read a book. And as she's reading quietly alone with herself and her thoughts. Um, that's, by the way, that's not how you grieve. You cannot immerse yourself in books. <laughs> that's like up there with just watching TikToks. You're just trying not to be alone with your own thoughts. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't work. But as she does, she kind of like, she's like, oh, I should look at the Once Upon a Time book. I'm going to open it up. Oh my God. It's the picture of me and Hook. I'm going to close it because feelings are sad. And she moves it. And then like. I'm trying to remember what there's a visual in my brain of some like TV show. And I don't know what it is, but anyway, the pages are flapping open. Like at the cover flaps open. Blah, 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 and she turns around. Oh my God. And it's the pages from the underworld. And the, and the secret is that the crystal can also, it, well, that it can kill oh, a God. That can, kill that it also can kill Hades and that it can kill Zeus. I can kill like anybody. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the secret that they learn is that Hades has this crystal thing or, or rather that the crystal exists. They don't know that Hades has it right now. They just know the book describes that the crystal exists and Emma's going to be like, I got to go find this crystal. And then, well, luckily Hades already has it. So we saved ourselves some time. I just, I feel like the way Hades described the crystal, I kind of already knew that secret. Like it didn't seem... Like a big deal. Yeah. It, he whatever. said it can kill anything. Uh, that probably includes you too, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It can kill literally anything. Uh, oh, and I have an opinion about how Hades talks about what happens when you use it and then the opposite happens. So, <laughs> so while that's happening, Regina and Robin decide to like break into her, her mayor's office through like the sewer system, I guess. And then... They're going to break in to go save Robin's child. Very honorable. We like this. And Emma's like, I want to go. And they're like, no, you can't go. That's insane. Absolutely not. So they go by themselves. 
And there's a long conversation for the long mile and a half trek they take through this, however long it needs to take, of them having a slight disagreement, but them coming back around of being like, no, I understand why you defended your sister. I understand what's going on. Again, this is all wonderful until you remember why this baby exists in the first place and how that directly is caused by Mm -hmm. Selena. So like... And we also are, when again. you remember what's about to happen in the next scene. Because I didn't remember this happening in season five. I thought this happened in season six. Same. The moment they were in the tunnel and I saw them walking together, I started texting you furiously. I'm like, this happens in the next season. What's going on? I was so upset. Um, but then I remembered. I'm like, oh, yeah, they can't keep this baby unnamed. I remember what they named the baby. I'm like, how long can they hold this off? Anyway, so they have this conversation. They have a really nice moment of just being like, no, you... You, here's the part where you knew it was over. Robin's like, no, Regina, you are my future. Oh, God. He signed his own death warrant. <laughs> he gave his speech. <laughs> um, and anyway, they go in. Hades and Zelina are finishing the, the, crystal, the crystal wand thing. So it's supposed to be a lightning bolt, apparently, I guess. And the whole time, I do like Zelina kind of starting to come out of the fog a little bit. And she definitely comes out of it while Hades is later threatening people with it. But she's like, can we just, like, leave? Why does anyone have to die? Let's let's go make a kingdom in, like, maybe Boston. There's better food there. Please. No, no shade to grannies, but have you had the cannolis at Mike's? They're great. Which um, I will say, yeah. like, as stupid as this episode it is, that's big growth for Zelina. Because her whole thing is, I wanted what Regina had. I want what Regina has. And she's being like, no, nah, I don't want it. I kind of want my own thing. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is growth. And, and, and you also kind of hear Hades going, no, no, Regina has what you have. And you should have it instead. Like, because Hades can't let go and move on. Whereas Zelina, in the bad writing way we see is showing signs that she is moving forward. Yeah, because Hades then does really have... I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, So, <laughs> Zelina is standing there. They see Emma out front, just like single-handedly, like because she's holding the papers in one hand. <laughs> she won't put them in her pocket. She's just, I just yeah. use one hand while I hold it. Trying to break the, the spell. So then Zelina goes out to meet her. They have this very oddly choreographed scene of like Zelina like pushing her down being like why are you here and Emma's like here's the paper and she's like you are here to kill her and she's like no no or kill him no no you don't understand and then like Zelina shouts she's like did my sister have anything to do with this cut the scene go up to like to to Hades walking out of the room completely past Robin and Regina and I loved Robin had this great line where he's like oh well I guess we don't need a plan when you have blind luck on your side. And I was like, that's, that's such a nat 20 stealth roll for him. <laughs> Just be like, we're, <laughs> we're, oh, okay, well, he's going to fully walk by you. Okay, well, I, I hide in the shadows with, with my girlfriend. Okay, roll for that. Nat 20! Um, rogues, man, they have the best. They do. So they go in to get the immaculately dressed child. And he's like, no, don't worry. Daddy's here. And I'm like, okay, I'm already crying. Damn it. Hades comes in. He's pointing the lightning bolt. And he's like, I'm going to kill Regina. And Robin is like, no. He puts the baby down very clearly. I love that Like they must have had to be like, hey, we need a shot of you actually putting the baby 
down. In sa- just, to safety. She away is from safety? the away she from the safety. lightning bolt. Yes, away from the lightning bolt and possibly turn her away so she doesn't see the double murder that's about to happen. Um and he is decided that he's going to kill Regina and he explains before he does it, he explains that the lightning bolt doesn't send you up or down. It just makes you nothing. You exist and then you can you cease to exist just like that. And it's a poof, you're gone. And then he blasts it at Regina and Robin jumps in front of the bolt and gets struck by it and then spends 20 minutes dying. <laughs> Which is fine. It's just, it's such a weird thing. Like you literally didn't have to say that it was an instantaneous death. That's the only thing that bothered me. You didn't have to say that. You could have Robin have his weird death with some... Ah, listen, I love him to death, but, like, the camera angles chosen for this were uncomfortable, and I didn't Oh, like they're them. so bad. They're, and they the, were not... Yeah. I, I know what they were trying to do. I feel like they were trying to establish, like, loving looks and very emotional one-shot, but it just was weird. Weird close-ups. Yeah, like, Regina's got the tear, and, and Robin just looks kind of confused, just like, uh, I guess I'm dying. Any, Goodbye. 10 out of 10, I don't know if the actor was the one that did it or if it was the stunt double, but the way he hits the ground <laughs> looks so painful. It looks like he blows his knees out. Like, it is just a, he slides out of his soul, his soul remains standing, his ghost or whatever, and just clump, clump. Again, there's no you go up, you go down. You just cease to exist. Why is there a specter left behind to stare lovingly at Regina? Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We are moving on. So one and thing then, I want to note for before we move on to what happens afterward is the death of, of Robin. Because this was actually a very, um, this was pretty shocking. And, uh, you know, sh- in an interview uh, with Entertainment Weekly, Sean McGuire revealed that it wasn't his idea. Like, it wasn't that he wanted to be written off the show. He was told that his character was getting killed off by the Ugh. showrunners. And he he's he's polite about it, but you can tell in this interview that he didn't want to. Like, no. he, he says, like, you know, uh, um... Yeah, like, 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 I wonder, like, what was the final, what was your final day on set like? What scene were you filming? This breaks my heart. He says, we filmed the scenes where Robin says to Regina, you are my future. That was the very last scene that I shot. It was quite emotional. After we finished filming, Lana and I had a hug and there were tears. The crew was very somber because I got very attached to the crew. And, like... There's a whole thing where he talks about, like, the fans being upset and he understands the fans are upset. And, like, if you read between the lines, I think he was kind of pissed. Of course. Like, I mean, you, you've you established such a great story for him. You finally had him elevated to the point where he would have been a main character and been in a normal situation where it's just like, okay, well, now he's just going to be, like, a house husband who takes care of the baby while she's girl bossing around town, which I think it would be Robin's absolute favorite lifestyle. Like he would, it was his, it was Robin's chance to be happy. And then they just kill him in lieu of killing off Zelina, which I think would also be like, if you think about that, because again, based on the things that Zelina has done, why is she getting this redemption arc? Because again, I love Zelina. 
I don't know if, if she deserves any of the redemption she gets. Uh, but like, why don't we give, we can't let Regina be happy. We can't let Robin be happy. We just, we, we kill him. Well, it's like, and yeah, Regina's like, she lost her first love. And right when he's saying, you are my future, her second love dies. And she doesn't get another one. Like, this is no. how, she doesn't get a love story afterwards. And like, th- there's this other quote where, you know, that he was asked about that. And he says, like, what I've seen, he says, you know, what I've seen on social media is that, you know, the fans feel like they've been let down or lied to. He says, it's sad for the fans, but I guess Adam and Eddie will tell you that's drama and they're still in the middle of their story and they oh. have reasons for everything. Oh, he pissed. Oh, yeah. Mad, mad. He big mad. Oh, he, okay. yeah. And, and like, and he asked, he was asked, like, do you feel like Robin's story was finished? And he says, no. I no, feel like there was a not. lot more to do. He said, you know, three years on a show is a long time, you know, but it, everything I'm seeing is like, he didn't want to go. And I feel like he shouldn't have gone. And it's like you I do understand you have to have a choice. You you can't have both Zelina and Robin on the show forever because you're forever going to have that that conflict about the child in custody of the baby. It shouldn't be Zelina. No, like uh, morally, it should be Robin. But story wise, I understand why they like Zelina better. She's a more fun character than robin is but it's very cruel it is cruel but i think it's also them forcing the hand of what they're going to do with regina for the next season because that's all starting to dawn on me a little bit because i'm remembering oh, oh right and you can't do that if she's happily in love and starting a family and things like that like i i just this far into the season again we've been watching it this whole time watching it week to week honestly i wish they would have just put backburnered her like they've done with margaret uh with mary margaret and david where it's like hey they're just happy they're involved but like their story arc is done they had their rocky parts they had their kid here they are they get some extra scenes and stuff but it's just like just let regina be let rumple be let's find let's flesh out some different characters to have drama with to tell new stories because again i like some of the stuff that comes up but it is a lot of rehashing that yeah. i just don't think we need and again fridging her boyfriend so that this the next arc for her happens i wouldn't i wouldn't be chill with this if it happened to a, a, a female character i'm not chill with it happening to a male character either nope. like it's it's i'm with robin i'm mad about it or with sean mcguire i'm mad about it and they weren't done with him story-wise they just meh but yeah. meh. So anyway, Rumble or so Robin is now dead on the floor. Zelina sh- shows up and she's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And he's just like, "They threatened me, so I had to kill him. So now I'm gonna kill Regina." And then he gives like his like weird like again. They were always having this like teenager, no one understands us vibe, and then Hades just was just like, "No, everyone has wronged us. My dad, my super buff brother, who we will later see <laughs> is definitely not buff or have a beard, and that is what we should take from them." First of all, Hades, nothing about you ruling Storybrooke is gonna make Zeus go, "Oh man, I am the inferior brother." 
Like, oh, he took over a small sleepy village in in New England. Wow. Wow. Meanwhile, I have this entire hallway of columns. That for no reason other than to I can't wait to talk about the hook thing. The escorting him, which is not escorting him, it's just kind of pushing him a little. Um But anyway, and and thus begins what is only about thirty seconds, but it felt like it took the entirety of my life. Yep. Zelina and Hades arguing with each other, and then Zelina determining that she so she gets the 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 rock lightning bolt she's pointing it at regina and then like she keeps looking over her shoulder like you know what she's gonna do but she keeps looking and then she starts screaming at hades and he's like yeah yeah and she stabs hades and like he looks betrayed she looks betrayed slash sad and like her f- i again it's not shade to the actress but like something about her face looks so tight and confused I didn't understand what emotions were supposed to be projecting. And they were so close on both of their faces. And it was so stage acty. It was hard to not laugh at this death scene. It was. And like, you know, Rebecca Mater, I, I'm not going to say whether or not she can do vulnerable in another role. She can't do vulnerable in this role. Whether it's from the direction or the performance or just her skills as an actor, Zelina does not do vulnerable. And in this scene, we were expecting we were expected to see her as in completely vulnerable, and we we're expecting to feel her pain on par with Regina's pain. And it's not even close. You knew him for a day. Meanwhile, Regina, this is her second love and she's been with him for a long time and they have, you know, they've been taking care of this baby together and they had like a future together. And it almost felt like after Hades died, it's like Zelina went to Regina and almost seemed like expecting Regina to comfort her. And I'm like, she's literally standing over the Robin's body and then no, also no one's looking after the baby. The baby who is now like Dexter witness two murders, like very worried about Robin. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't like that. I, I didn't like how this all played out. I also do love that he just turned into a little pile of dust. Uh, and then I just like, I, ver- I to no one in particular, just out loud. I was like, oh, Satan or what did I said, the de- uh, oh, no. The Ashes of the Devil would be such a cool band name. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Um, but it's Ashes of the Devil with a tiny little crystal inside because Rumpel needs to do stuff, so we need to give him a reason to exist. So he has the he has the crystal now. Just just put a just put a note like, in that. I like this little swirly do. <laughs> Extracted and it's like you're touching it. You're touching ashes, man. Like, like it's Rumpel. He's not gonna. Do I shit. know, but still. Um, and so then we have this very, well, first we have Emma talking to Hook's headstone. By the way, it takes so long to get a headstone made. What is the Storybrooke headstone game? Because they are on it. The turnover is literally ours. Amazing. I mean, they live, they're from the Enchanted Forest. Presumably there's some guys in Storybrooke, some people in Storybrooke who were stonemasons. 
I mean, that's fair, but again, they take a while to make, so I would just assume that these are, like, really morbid ones, being like, okay, these are the ones that are mostly in trouble. Who do we see running through the streets a lot? Make a headstone for him. Make a headstone for her. They've got... They're putting names on headstones, but it's not, like, damning anybody in place. It's just mostly as they have backup, being like, oh, my God, Robin died. Oh, yeah, we got that in the back. Jerry, it's in aisle seven. Look in the back. <laughs> oh, and not Zelina? Okay, don't bring out the Zelina one. Um, wait, wait, have Hook scratch out a name and add something else to it. We've seen him do it before. <laughs> Hook came in to make his own. It actually doesn't look very good, but it's kind of cute. Um, <laughs> it's nice. So it's just, and again, it's just, it just says hook. Like, it's just like, or it, 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 there's no dates on it. There's no quote. There's no anything. It's just literally the name. So that's why my theory is just like, he's just got a bunch of these that he's just making. So she has this very emotional scene that I liked because it did have a, like someone talking to a grave. Like yeah. it's a little awkward, but it's also like very emotional. There's fresh dirt. So thank God someone found his... Which, again, more questions. Did he come out of the dirt Lazarus style? Like, is this like a like a supernatural thing? Just Dean's hand coming up out of the dirt? <laughs> like, ah! Zombie hook. So we get that scene, but then we get this really long Robin funeral scene uh, with, <laughs> with Merida in her bright blue dress. Her cerulean dress. And they're all putting arrows with a flower on them on his casket. And then they all kind of like file off and leave. And Emma stands next to the casket. Mary Margaret comes up and has her like nice little moment where she was, just, where she was like, I, I, I know what you're thinking. And I just want you to know that this isn't your fault. Meaning Robin's death, because obviously Emma is internalizing it. And I, like, like a, the little jerk that I am. I just went, it kind of almost directly is almost exclusively your fault. Yeah completely like emma did save regina from becoming the dark one but like literally every moment since then has catapulted us to robin being dead and also the lord like you became the dark one and now the god of the underworld is dead along with regina's boyfriend like hard cut 20 also they helped like three people they like go to heaven but no you forgot henry also had his unfinished business booth so yes when when mary margaret makes the comment we helped so many people first of all henry helped so many people and second of all you guys did that on your way out the door you could have helped way more people (laughs) yeah so she leaves can we can we know how uh no one cares about roland (laughs) oh my god yeah roland's just like sitting there like uh i don't know what's going on you guys were just gone and then you came back and he never came to say hi and now i've got a sister i just yeah, and he just sits there, and it's like, it, it is heartbreaking. I didn't. Apparently, there was Robin. a deleted scene or a scene that was filmed where uh, Robin reunites with Roland uh, once he gets back to Storybrooke. I feel it's kind of heartbreaking that they didn't include that. That should have been part of Robin's story. Like they care, they care so much about the little baby. They don't. The way that they treat Roland, like, I'm pretty sure in the next episode, like, the Merry Men just go back to the Enchanted Forest and just take Roland with them. Yeah, like, like, Roland just goes, but, like... He just... I'm pretty sure he just leaves in the next episode, but, which, like, the poor kid. Like, no, no, no child should go through that. Like, the, the kid is a, a rejected prop. 
But like, especially when the entire theme of this show is finding your family, having burdens from that, and not having a normal like upbringing because everyone's just like, my my dad was eaten by a dragon. Like, that's the whole thing. So like, just not fleshing that out is wild to me. So anyway, everyone leaves and Emma is sitting there crying. And the basic, I, th- I think the last scene is Rumple with the with the crystal. Yeah, I think which is ugh, terrible. But what it should have been was was Hook appearing behind her and announcing himself. And I, ten out of ten, she just goes to him and immediately starts kissing him. And I'm like, I can't tell if he's covered in dirt. Emma, move your hand. Is he? <laughs> did he crawl up out of the dirt? What's going on? Did someone go get? Arthur's body is he still rotting on on the bridge like I have this, questions this reunion was so sweet though I, I don't want to I don't want to think about dirt stuff because like he's like trying to tell her really fast about how he ended up back there like you know he he met Zeus Zeus gave him a free pass what so I know why was Zeus younger than Hades why well, was he Zeus- like played by an actor like half 80s age Oh, well, because Zeus drinks a lot of water. Like, he's mm. he's very hydrated. He's got the, the skin lotion stuff. He's very vain. He takes care of himself. Um, Hades lives underground. He hasn't seen the sun. Oh, okay. Like, it's a whole thing. He's like a little mole person. Um, I did skip over the part where Hades was like, or Zeus is, says, I am here to escort you back or through on to your next journey. Takes t- two steps. Hook kind of starts walking. And then Zeus puts his hand on him and just sort of pushes him. And he fully stops walking, <laughs> which is stupid. But at the same time, 100% a Zeus move. Like, oh, yeah. The only thing they got right about this characterization of Zeus, because he's dressed wrong. He looks wrong. He's the wrong age. He's the wrong build. He's the wrong everything. But that move was like if he would have accidentally impregnated somebody in the middle of that move, it would have been the perfect move. <laughs> the perfect Zeus move. And I also really want to give, um, you know, Hook some some credit with not only his re- reunion scene with Emma, which I, I thought was so touching and I, I did tear up, but also his like his acceptance of moving on. Like this did look like a man who fully believed he was heading to a better place. He was heading to the good place and he had accepted that. Like he's his story, his journey is done and he is ready and then he's not, and he's happy about it. So, you know, we're not pulling a Buffy. She's not, she's, he's not pissed that he got back, sent back to the mortal coil. But I just, you know, I, I like this. I feel like sweet. it was ruined by stupid rumple with a crystal. Yeah, we're, we're still too focused on the rumble thing. I just, again, I wish we would have had a natural flow to different enemies coming forward and people kind of fading into the background like they just they find their like main six and mm-hmm. they kind of move with those which is fine i guess but like it can't be the same villain constantly and we can't be solving it with the same plucky attitude every single time this this is kind of where i started hitting the the like the fatigue yeah because there were no curveballs like you i feel like everything was projected 15 minutes ahead of time like nothing surprised me at all like imagine if in like 
season the second half of season six instead of being like evil wish realm henry coming in to do whatever he's gonna do with rumple because we need to have rumple back as rumple what if roland came back and he was a villain yeah see that's you what know? we need we need yeah 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 like but, yeah yeah you can ha- like what's the point of bringing in a whole new world with whole new characters if you're just gonna do the same story with the same people yeah i because, again, they're just set dressing and we just immediately killed Arthur and then put him in the underworld. Like, what a wild mm-hmm. move. No one else is with him. None of his people are with him. No. We never explained to his people what happened. Like, the the Merry Men, they go. We get an explanation. I don't think we ever get an explanation about, like, Arthur. Like, any of that stuff. Like, wouldn't he have also, like, tr- tried to find his people? Anyway, that's the point. Well, this is there just- is one person down there. Remember the guy he convinced to die by suicide? He's oh got a buddy! Yay! Could you imagine being that guy? I'm like, oh my hey, my liege! Did everything work out great? I'm Felt so that. glad me deciding to be dead fixed every single one of your problems. That's what happened, right? No. Oh my god, my unfinished business is choking the life out of you. Well, you're already dead. Well, then I'll be choking you for the rest of your eternal slumber. Let's go! well everybody that was season five episode 21 last rites and what a death knell for the underworld hades storyline i I, we're gonna have a a season 5b recap discussion in a couple of weeks once we get past the season finale but just to like preview it I was hoping it would be a more stupid fun time, but by the end, this was just exhausting. We, we sounded so excited at the beginning. We're like, "No, we're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna underworld. It's gonna. We're gonna do it. We're gonna have fun." I remember how excited you sounded, and you were like, "No, we're gonna do this." And by the end of it, we're just so defeated. I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the beginning, but I was sneaky hoping that this was gonna be Neverland for me because I remember not liking Neverland the first time I watched it. But on our rewatch, it grew on me. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this, this did not, no. this, this did not grow on me. I think, I think Hades tricked us in like the first episode and a half because we were like, oh man, this is great. And then it was, oh no, it's terrible. I like, this is just, I try not to bag on it too much, but this was just a, this was bad. And I'm yeah. sad that this was a death episode for a very beloved character. I just tough, tough. Yeah, it's 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 a real bummer because the the actor who plays Robin, um, Sean McGuire, deserves better. He's very good. Definitely recommend checking out some of his other work. He was on The Magicians. He was great on there, and he's done a lot of other. He is a hardworking TV actor, primarily located in Canada. And you know what? Props to him. He's a good guy. Anywho, everybody, we want to thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on a lot of other places, wherever you get those yummy podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA Timing. And if you're interested, you can support us on Patreon. Patri- patrons get early access to episodes, bonus content. We're working on our next episode right now. And you get shout outs. This week's Patreon shout out goes to once again, Pungus Magnuson. Thank you so much for becoming one of our newest patron supporters. 
And uh, thank you to everybody for your love and support on this podcast. We are getting ready to head into the land of untold stories. It's gonna suck, but we will have a few saving graces, not least which is Sam Witwer. We have that at least. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. I remember really liking the season finale because I think I'm going to, I do want to go through and rewatch it because I don't think I rewatched it the first time enough because I remember you got really excited about like the last scene of it and you saw a bunch of extra stuff. I want to go through and pick out some of the Easter eggs because they did a very good job, if I'm remembering correctly, on this episode and very excited because I feel like they just throw us into like the next season in the finale, which is an awesome move. So I'm excited about that. Just a weird slog to get to it from this, like, <laughs> just this absolute, you know, we talked about it, just like the, the throne smelling like butts and stuff. An absolute fart of an episode. <laughs> like, it's just, it is bad. This is, it's, this is a throne butt season. This is a throne butt season, 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 uh, penultimate, uh, finale. Um, I'm just going to say yeah. half season. This is a thrown butt half season. Thrown butt half season. Thrown butt half season. Um, oh, and I will say, um, for anyone that caught it, I think someone made a Facebook post about it, but if you have watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie, there is a part where I almost fully came out of my chair, but no one else got nearly as excited as I did because it was a strange, innocuous moment, but it was a once upon a time moment, and if you've watched the episode, you will, and I'm excited for you to watch it, Beth, for you to know what it is. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait for that. I didn't know that was happening. Now I've got to see it. And you won't even, I, I, you never even know it's coming. It's just like, it's a little throwaway line. And I was like, oh, like it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I cannot wait for that. And I also cannot wait for Land of Untold Stories. So Abby, we'll see you next week. See you next week, Beth.